Welcome to the Daily Bite with your host, Pastor Steve Andrews. Today is 2 Samuel chapter 9. And David said, Is there still anyone left of the house of Saul, that I may show him my kindness for Jonathan's sake? Now there was a servant of the house of Saul whose name was Ziba, and they called him to David. And David said to him, Are you Ziba? And he said, I am your servant. And the king said, Is there not still someone of the house of Saul, that I may show the kindness of God to him? Ziba said to the king, There is still a son of Saul. He is crippled in his feet. The king said to him, Where is he? And Ziba said to the king, He is in the house of Machir, the son of Amiel, at Lodabar. Then king David sent and brought him from the house of Machir, the son of Amiel, at Lodabar. And Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, son of Saul, came to David and fell on his face and paid homage. And David said, Mephibosheth. And he answered, Behold, I am your servant. And David said to him, Do not fear, for I will show you kindness for the sake of your father Jonathan, and I will restore to you all the land of Saul your father, and you shall eat at my table always. And he paid homage and said, What is your servant that you should regard should show regard for a dead dog such as I. Then the king called Ziba, Saul's servant, and said to him, All that belonged to Saul and all his house I have given to your master's grandson. And you and your sons and your servants shall till the land for him, and shall bring in the produce, that your master's grandson may have bread to eat. But Mephibosheth, your master's grandson, shall always eat at my table. Now Ziba had fifteen sons and twenty servants. Then Ziba said to the king, According to all that my lord the king commands his servant, so will your servants do. So Mephibosheth ate at David's table like one of the king's sons. And Mephibosheth had a young son whose name was Micah. And all who lived in Ziba's house became Mephibosheth's servants. So Mephibosheth lived in Jerusalem, for he ate always at the king's table. Now, he was lame in both his feet. So really what we have here is a chapter about David staying true to the promise that he had made. 1 Samuel chapter 20, David and his good friendship with Jonathan, they have a covenant together, and David makes the promise that he will always care for the house of Jonathan. Um, Whether Jonathan lives or dies, he will care for his family. And that's exactly what David's going to follow up on. He he seeks out an answer to the question. They find a servant of Saul, uh, Ziba, and they're able to find that there is still a a family tree here. There is still a, an offspring, a descendant of Jonathan, um, who had been staying at a place called Lodabar, which in Hebrew, uh, Dabar is the Hebrew word for to speak or to say something, and Lo is the word for not. So a place where there is no speech is the name of what this city's been named, this location has been named. And yet Mephibosheth's name, as we talked about back in chapter 4, means one who destroys shame. So uh, it's, it's an overturning. He's been taken out of this place of no speech, which is this place of shame that's been overturned, and he's been welcomed into the king's household. That's actually a beautiful picture of us as we think of the gospel that we are in a place of shame, that we are in a place um, without 
any authority to our own voice where we don't have anything that we can speak for ourselves. And yet there is one who destroys our shame, who rescues us and who brings us to his table. That is our Lord Jesus Christ. So David keeps his promise and he restores all the land of Saul to Mephibosheth and he promises him a seat at his own table. Mephibosheth can come and eat with David uh, at any meal. He's, he's always there. Mephibosheth's response is interesting, not so much for the humility nature of it. That's the proper response uh, to have a, a, the king lift you up like that. But because his, his words actually mirror or they parallel to something David himself said, back in 1 Samuel chapter 24, as David, in one of the instances of him fleeing from Saul, who was trying to kill him, David regarded himself as a dead dog, just a tiny flea. Why are you chasing after me? It's a reference to being nothing, to being a nobody. Why would you even pay attention? And so as Saul, as David said that in regards to Saul, now Mephibosheth is saying that of himself as he speaks to David. So just an, a nice connection there between the two books that we have. One thing that I didn't mention that should be mentioned here is what Mephibosheth may have believed was happening when he was called and summoned before the king. Historically, it is quite common that when a new king takes over a kingdom, one of the first things that he does is he kills off any threat to his throne. Any heir of the old king, wiped out. So it would not be a surprise, and we can't answer this question, but it would not be a surprise if Mephibosheth, as he was summoned before the king, thought he was going to be executed. And instead, he's given a place at the king's table. Our second paragraph, uh, we see Saul's servant again, Ziba, is instructed by David to work the ground, um, to care for Mephibosheth, and to see that, that things go well for his property. <laughs> Ziba actually has 15 sons and 20 servants. That's, that's impressive for a servant himself, um, for his position. But verse 11, again, the promise is kept. Mephibosheth eats at David's table like one of the king's own sons. So the overall theme of the chapter, David keeps his promise. And the question that we can ask to our children, just a good review, and we've done this one before, but what promises does David's descendant, the one who we call the Christ, Jesus, what promises does he make? And does he keep for us? It's a wonderful way to close a family devotion.